Hello and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 219 for Patch 5.4. Our topic for this episode is life lessons learned from raiding. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, and I play a goblin hunter. And hey everybody, this is Root, and I play a goblin warlock. We are a podcast for the casual World of Warcraft player. Coming up here in episode number 219, we've got an add-on to help keep yourself alive in a raid. We learn why video game movies often fail. We're going to witness an epic battle in Hearthcast AoE. And hey Blizz, can I take my tune to the Nexus? Oh, hey, Freckle Face. Hey, Roots. How are you? Awesome. How, How about yourself? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Good. Yeah, awesome. How has your week been this week in the world of Warcraft? Well, okay. One day, I think it was on a Monday, I was having kind of a, a rough day. I started the day out tired. You know, work was stressful. By the time it was the end of the day, my eyes were hurting. And I really just wanted to log on to WoW and kind of de-stress. Sure. So I logged on to my Iron Man tune, Iron Freck. Iron Freck. She's still 28. She was over in Arathi Highlands. So there was a quest I had tried a few days earlier. There's this chick called Kilroy, I think, and she's a night elf druid and she shifts shape and it's an escort quest you have to protect her. Got it. I tried it a few days earlier, and she'd gotten overwhelmed by the mob, so I was able to run away. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this quest again. So we start up, and I actually followed her more closely this time. So I was doing a little better. And then she gets a little extra mobs on her, and my pet ended up dying. I ran away, right? I regrouped, and then I see she's still going strong. She's still fighting. So get my pet back up, you know, join in the fight. Finish that set, and then she moves on to the next set. Next set she moves on to, she aggroes two orcs. She does not stop walking. She's like, you deal with that. I'm going to run into this house with the boss, right? Okay. So she goes in the house, and so I'm trying to deal with everything, and I just get overwhelmed. My pet's dead. I start running away. I get everyone off of me except for one guy, and I was... Tempted to keep running, I was like, no. I stopped, and I feared him. And then I kept going, trying to get out of combat. I had 90 health at this point, which is about 1%. <laughs> so I get out there, and I finally get far enough away to get out of combat. Uh-huh. A spider comes along. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> so Iron Frank is dead at 28. Uh, uh. She's dead, Root. Oh, I was so sad, and it's all because I logged on and I was stressed out, and I didn't have like the focus or the energy to do this quest correctly. I am so sorry. Because I was trying to do the lore master, and I I figured the quest was mandatory. It probably wasn't because you only have to do eighteen in that zone. I should have just avoided it, done the easier ones, and then came back to it. Yeah. 
Oh. Yeah. I'm very devastated. I haven't played WoW since then. Are you <laughs> that was serious? about three days ago. Because I don't know what to do now. You know, I could start a new one. But I don't know if I want to do the same thing. It was ridiculously hard not having a specialization. Like, if I do it again, I don't know that I'm going to put that same restriction on. Yeah. Because, you know, I was talking to my husband about it, and he's like, you know, you can really only do a warlock, because that takes the aggro off of you, and your spell damage is not really contingent that much on your weapon or your gear. It is at the at the higher levels. <laughs> but, for example, at a lower level, if you're a hunter, most of your damage comes from your gun. Right. Okay. You got a gray gun. Yeah. You got you know, pea shooter. You, you exactly. You're just throwing pebbles at people. <laughs> <laughs> you know them things so, in the store, the rubber bands that shoot the rubber bands? Exactly. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I mean, you can still be on the board as long as you don't die. Yeah. I was so, looking for Enema. I haven't found it yet. Did you look in the Honored Dead? That's where I'm looking. Did you look at level 28? Yeah, I did, but there's. I was trying to like search as a lot of irons, and I didn't know what yes. realm you're on. So, well, you know, level twenty eight is more than your first one you did. That's true. It's decent. I feel yeah. okay. It's good. I mean, looking at the list, it was. It's on the like the fifth page. I mean, there's a ton of people oh, who didn't well. get that far. So, the, you know, what? I was looking at the list, and there are like nineties. I. I don't know how you do at ninety. But the, think of this, man. The further you are invested in this, the harder that death becomes. I know, and I just don't think I could do it at 90. I mean, going to Pandaria. Actually, I was even dreading going to um, Outland. I don't think it would have worked. Mm. So, I don't know. I'll I'll update you next week on if I decide to go at it again. I think you should come up with your own challenge. I think I should. Yeah. But I like being on the website. Oh, I'll make you a website. You make... Yeah. Well... <laughs> <laughs> you come up with a cool challenge, we'll make you a website. Okay. Be funny. Like you can only level through cooking. I'm okay with that. Or pet Dom- battles. Domestic chores. <laughs> <laughs> so, Root. Yes. What's been going on with you? It's my birthday week. It is. And I've been getting birthday uh, stuff in. Yeah. Um, I posted up on Twitter when I got the little, they're not bobblehead, whatever they pop, whatever they are, uh, Arthas and Illidan. Who are now uh, kind of bookcasing a little bit, I guess you'd call it. I they don't know. are, yeah. And you know what's kind of cool is when you put these guys up against the uh, the Mega Blocks orcs and stuff, when you fight the Lich King, that's about the size comparison between your tune and him when you're in there. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so they're cool. And then from Etsy, we got our Hearth cast banner in today. Yeah. We'll have to throw a picture of that up on Twitter uh, once we find a cool place in the, in the studio to put it. Uh, so that was cool. Um, in game, uh, root. Of course, you did my typical, you know, week weekly thing where I'm doing the Ordos and the Celestials. Picked up on root some cool bracers. I like that. So the War Forged somethings. I gotta go. Here's the thing. Now, now I gotta go back and get gemmed and enchant. I don't know why I keep feeling the need to run back and gem, reforge, enchant, do all this kind of stuff because lately I haven't been able to make a raid. No. <laughs> But I'm still raid ready. Okay. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this is kind of funny. I, you know, I'm looking at Valor. Want to get some Valor done? So I ran, you know, random dungeon on route, and it was Storm Stout Brewery. And so we get in there, and I'm just doing my thing. Me and the healer, we're just all going right. You know, killing everybody. Blah blah. blah just do the whole thing. We get to the final boss, 
And you know when you get to the final thing, everybody kind of, you AOE the room, you kill, and everybody lines up behind the pillar for the next group? Okay. Okay, so we line up behind the pillar, and that's when we notice that we don't have a tank. <laughs> I mean, a tank's in the group, but he's back at the entrance. We had done the entire instance without a tank. Hmm. And had like zero problems. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, I guess at that point in time, you don't you don't really need a tank anymore. And uh, it was, you know, he's like, hey, guys, I told you to wait for me. And we'll miss that, <laughs> didn't we? <laughs> I guess I didn't need you after all. Yeah. <laughs> you missed out on all that loot. <laughs> so he showed up for the final fight, which I guess is, uh, you know, it was good. That was pretty funny. I jumped over on Dark Roast, and I was running uh, Karazhan because I like not getting loot. Not You're getting, not getting any pets? No, because I only do the first boss. I'm oh. Just, I'm just there for the mount. Oh, okay. Or my chance on not getting the mount. <laughs> I just want to be reminded that I can't do something every so often. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> so I'm going in there, and, and, and Siren had come in the room. Your son? Yes. And um, I'm just, you know, it's it's Kara. And I'm on my, my druid, and he's 90, and I'm in cat form, and I'm just like, you know, one-pawing everything. <laughs> really? Really. I, <laughs> and he's like, huh. And I didn't, you know, I'm like, whatever, he's there. And my son goes, I think I'm going to roll a druid. Very easy mode. And I was like, what? And he goes, you're just like, you know, I was like, no, dude, this this dungeon's like <laughs> 30 levels beneath me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> of course I'm one-pawing everything. <laughs> so that was funny. Um, now, dark, I got Dark Rose in my old pattern. Like, I used to run with Root over on the Timeless Isle, and I used to just, I had a pattern, you know, get in there. And remember, I used to tell you I was killing the frogs, and you get all mad at me because I'm like, I can solo a frog. And you're like, it scales, Root. The rare scale. Okay. And well, you'd always brag about soloing the rare. Yeah. But it, it, it scales. <laughs> so, yes. well, Dark Gross is now in that pattern. Okay. You know, so he's out there because I realized the other because I went, you know, we have the, the Save Instances add on, which tells you, hey, you need, need to go do your uh, War Charms. Warforged Seals. Warforged Seals, your War Charms. Yeah, it's a new <laughs> thing coming out. You watch. Next, next expansion, there'll be War Charms. Probably. So anyhow, I go down to get my my Warforged seals, and I don't have enough uh, Mogu runes of whatever. Oh, lesser charms. Yeah, I don't have enough right. of them things, and I'm like, how do I not have any of those? <laughs> I have the same problem I mage. Every single week, I have to go sit there and farm lesser charms. Well, I've got like a gazillion of them on rune, right? And I've got like none of them on dark. So I had to. I'm like, well, I just need to get dark over to Thomas Isle. So I, you know, fly them out to Thomas Isle and do my thing out there. They do drop from anywhere. Just well, I know, but they, they tend to drop faster on the time of Isle yeah. because there's more mobs to kill. Unless you're dying. Unless you're dying. Yeah. True. Uh, so, <laughs> run out to to, uh, to time of Isle, and I'm going to head over to the frogs, the Bufo, whatever they are, frogs. Bufo is the rare that spawns among the oh, frogs. Oh, that's, that's yes. true, yeah. I, I can solo him. Oh, <laughs> can you? <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this before, <laughs> haven't we? <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so I go over there, but before I go over there, you know them little angry sprites? I guess they're happy sprites for a while, and then the purple crystal comes out, and if you go touch the crystal, they turn into angry sprites, sprites and you can kill them? Yes. Okay. I've never successfully done that, though. At all? No. Like, have you seen the crystal? I've seen the crystal. Have you touched the crystal? I've touched the crystal. And then you never killed them? I tried to. But? Overwhelmed. Don't kill so many at once. Oh. 
Subway Hunter is just multi shot, multi shot. No, no, don't, don't. You, you can't. Oh. If you AOE them, you will be overrun. Oh, okay. See, what you have to do Did is. I know it, this. Yeah, you have to kind of go in there and selectively. Because what will happen is when you start, you have a limited amount of time. So you have to be fast, but you have to pick them off like one at a time. And then what will happen is every so often one of them turn into a big, angry guy. Oh, right? okay. Now, that's the person who's got the chance on dropping the pet. The dandelion frolicker. Absolutely. And so I'm out there three, right? Three. Three little guys. Three, three little, little guys. sprites. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a fairy tale. <laughs> three little sprites. Um, in the field. <laughs> <laughs> and along came a good fairy, <laughs> and she said. No. So the three little sprites are right by, right by my, my tune. And those are the only three I engaged. One of them turned into the big angry guy. Okay. Only three I killed. The big angry guy dropped the pet. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was just like, I don't really want to kill anybody else. Yeah. You know? And that was on my way with, with Dark Rose to go do uh, uh, Ordos. Ordos, yeah. Yeah, which I got which I got nothing off of. I got gold. Like wow. 30 gold. Thanks, Ordos. But <laughs> <laughs> it's holding out on you? He is, man. But, um, so that was cool, though, because I was like, all right. Did, did I mention I went back and I, I, I soloed Bufo? You did. You did. <laughs> you should have an achievement for that. <laughs> <laughs> they should. War crimes. Uh, I'm reading war crimes still. Uh, I got you. We have the hardback here for you now in the in the Hearthcats library, and I decided to throw mine on the Kindle. So, here's a cool thing about the Kindle. I think it's a cool thing. Right. Number one, it tells you the percentage. Like you are X percentage done, and you have X percentage left to go. Sure. And that's kind of cool because you know you're right about fifty percent, which is where I'm at right now. But uh-huh. right about fifty percent. But here's the other thing: it knows how much time you have left to read the book based on your reading speed. Okay, so if you read about an hour a day, does it factor that in that, or just say like you have like six hours left, or does it say you're going to be done with this in about a week? I don't know the algorithm. Okay, but I know that my time changed because I, I saw it and I was like, you know, it's like you have three hours left. So I started like speed reading. <laughs> See that would distract me. And I'm like, oh, go, go, go! And I'm like, t- it's like you have two hours left. I'm like, yes. Can you turn that off? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't but, like that. <laughs> well, I, I kind of had I stopped you know the competition with myself because I realized I was rereading a paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like you know one o'clock in the morning and I'm still going. I'm like I can't no I can't do this. <laughs> But oh, I cannot wait till you get into it, Freckleface. Okay. I'm going to have to say this. I'm going to have to put you on the spot. Mm, okay. And I'm going to say two weeks. Two weeks. From today. Uh-huh. So episode 221, we will be doing our review of war crimes. So better have it done. You better have it done. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll love it. I know you. It's, it's, her, it's Christy Golden's best work by far, so... It is totally, totally, totally awesome. I went back and I looked at the Blizzard launcher, by the way. We talked about that last week, and I was kind of unsure of some stuff, whether or not you could individually set it per game if it would close out or not, and the answer is no. Uh, it says, when I launch a game, and you pick what you want to do, and it's exit battle.net completely, or leave it open, or minimize it to system trade, whatever the case might be. But then some of the other options you can have on there for the chat specifically is alert me by flashing, of course, the the mature language filter, you can have it set to not pop up new chat windows when I receive whispers in game. So you can say yes and no, don't do this. Uh, so if you want pop-ups to happen in your Battle.net client, well, like when you were saying you were wanting to have it when you're playing Hearthstone, right? then you, well, you could, not a problem. 
So right mm-hmm. now, like I said, I have mindset just to close out Battle.net. It's not that big of a deal to to click the launcher and, and go into a game. So I'll have to look at those. They'll probably need to adjust some settings. Yeah, I like looking at settings every so often yeah. and yeah, just doing that kind of thing. So it is kind of cool. So look into that and uh, see. let us know. We have an email today from Steven who says, I started playing WoW and Cataclysm. I appreciate the storyline and am grateful that the LFR game style exists so that I can experience at least some form of the game content. A friend of mine is about to start playing, which I'm really looking forward to. What would you recommend is the fastest way for them to get their tune to level cap and geared up so that we can both enjoy the spoils of Warlords together? We're already planning on using the character boost, but what's the next step? Thank you both for bringing a level of professionalism to an industry that is sorely lacking in it. Well, you're quite welcome. We we try to Work do. hard. <laughs> <laughs> but to answer your question, um, first of all, what you need to know here is that boosted characters, uh, in case you didn't know, you get all your writing skills all the way up to your artisan level, which is uh, 280% flying speed. You get all your regional writing skills up to Pandaria, so you get your cold weather flying, your flight master's license, all that is included. So your your tune that you boost will have a flying mount. If, you, if you're brand new and you don't have any mounts, you're going to get your default one, which is either the Griffin or the, um, the Wyvern uh, for the Alliance or Hordes. You will have a flying mount, and that's important. Because we have some steps here that I think will really help you guys out in achieving your goals. First and foremost, make sure you guys have a way to communicate, uh, whether it be Mumble, Skype, Vent, whatever the case might be. Have a way to voice chat together. That's going to be extremely important. Set some expectations together. What time are you going to meet? Uh, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Have that all planned out. Then you're going to want to meet him or her in the shrine, wherever they're going to spawn. That's where they're going to spawn with the boosted character. You want to meet them right there. So basically you can hold their hands for a little bit so they get familiar with the, with everything. Your first stop is going to be over the training dummies so that your buddy gets the rotation down. Uh, you can go check out Icy Veins for whatever class they've decided to play, whatever spec they've decided to play, and get that rotation at least just the basics. He's not going to do crazy damage, but at least the basics. Make sure they understand how to do any kind of interrupts their class may have, any kind of heals and self-heals their class might have, and any type of, of escape mechanism they might have in case they get a little, you know, overwhelmed. Make sure you both understand how your classes interact with each other. If you're a healer and they're DPS, make sure you know that. If they're a tank and you're a tank, whatever the case might be, however your two classes will interact, make sure you both understand that so you can help each other out. Next step you're going to want to do is get them on the legendary quest, the legendary cloak quest. Head over to the Black Prince, start talking to him, get that rolling ASAP. Now, in 5.4.8, which is coming up here pretty soon, the Gaze of the Black Prince is a new spell. And what that's going to be doing is it's going to increase your reputation earned with the Black Prince by 100%. This is crucial because this is going to bring down the amount of time you have to spend grinding that rep for the, the legendary quest. It's going to drop it drastically. It's also going to increase the chance of getting Secrets of the Empire, Sigils of Power, and Sigils of Wisdom, or Titan Rune Stones. So all those things you need to then turn into the Black Prince, your drop rate increases. So you want to get on that quest, and you want to have, once 5.4.8 gets around here, you want to make sure you have uh, these available. Uh, the other spell that's also dropping one is called Heart of the Valorous, and that is going to increase your earned Valor points by 100%. 
again, hugely important because you got to turn in like three thousand valor points uh, on the grind for the for the uh, legendary quest. So that's going to really really increase that 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 uh, that time. Uh, it's going to decrease the time rather that it takes you to get that part. Once you've got that legendary quest going, and you may want to spend some time kind of tinkering that around, you're not going to be, di- be able to do a lot of it, but once you get it going, go. You're going to want to head over to the Timeless Isle. You're going to start killing things. Make sure you take them around and do all the treasure chests. Uh, there's a chance that they can drop uh, the uh, Burdens of Eternity. There's a guaranteed Burden of Eternity up by Ordos, not in the Ordos area because you can't go inside without the legendary. You can jump all across the bridge or be flown across the bridge or, or whatever with somebody who has the legendary. Yeah, you'd have to have somebody who has a legendary cloak and a two passenger to, mount. Correct. To take but, you over there. But once you're there, or be summoned by a warlock or whatever the case sure. might be. But once you're there, you just can't go into the chambers where Ordos is. But you can go around the back, around the backhand side, and there. if you go around that little... Um, there's a little courtyard in there. In that courtyard is one of the treasure chests. And in that treasure chest is a guaranteed burden of eternity. So you want to start getting your gear upgraded that way very, very fast. Do all the LFRs, 100% of them. Anyone that's available, do it. Go through it step by one, two, three. You just start off at the Mogashan Palace and work all your way, work your way down. That's why you need to be on the legendary quest because that way when you're getting your secrets and your sigils or your Titan runestones, it counts. So... You don't want to miss out on those drops. So basically, you want to ignore the older quest hubs, as in uh, the Dominance Offensive slash, um, I forgot what the Alliance equivalent is called, over in Crassarang. You don't need to do that. You'll get Breadcrumb Quest to send you over there when you're in the Shrine. Uh, so you can ignore that. You can ignore the stuff that sends you the Isle of Thunder, because that gear is obsolete too. Um so just basically focus on any of the LFRs just to at least get the experience and especially the Siege of Ogamar LFR and the Time of Sile. And until you get enough gear, you will die frequently in the Time of Sile. If you got a buddy there with you, you'll, you'll be better. But it is very difficult to um, fight any, even like the regular uh, mobs. Not even the elites, just like, you know, the normal mobs there if you don't have, you know, good gear. So that you can be tricky. Start off with the frogs. That's what I read. No. <laughs> no, not the frogs. Because they put a debuff on you that they'll kill you after so many seconds. So if you don't get them down fast enough, then all of a sudden you're dead. All right. You probably want to start with like the little chickens and birds around. Stay away from the big snakes. Yeah. Stay away from the snakes. <laughs> um, the little... Turtles. Turtles are good. The turtles are okay, yeah. The cattle thing, I can't think of the name. There's the steel horns, the big ones, and then big it's bulls, there's the calves. The yeah, axe. the bulls and the eggs. <laughs> and <laughs> the celestials do drop uh, five fifty gear. So yeah, gear for the cel- or uh, queue up for the celestials. Yes, um, you can even just use the in-game raid browser for oh, that. It's yeah. it's almost instant. You don't need to download anything for that. If you want to do something for fun, you know, do, do the world bosses. You may not get usable gear, but at least you'll get that experience um, of seeing the world bosses and getting around, you know, seeing the, more of Pandaria. Those are cool with the exception of, you know, Nalik is an Isle of Thunder and you do have to go through uh, kind of an extensive uh, quest chain to be able to get there in the first place. So if you're just starting out in Fresh 90, yeah, you know, you would have to sit that one out, but... Yeah, but the main that thing, like Freck like said, is, is you know, skip this small quest right now. Just go for the stuff that's going to get you the gear. Stick in a timeless aisle. Do the LFRs. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, do, do definitely, definitely get on that um, legendary quest ahead of time now before you run over the timeless aisle and do any LFRs. But good luck. Let us know. Uh, write us back. We appreciate the email greatly. And I'm glad that you're going to be able to play this game with someone that, uh, that you're buddies with because that's, that's what makes this game worthwhile, playing with friends. Life Lessons Learned from Rating Rating in WoW for many people is the end game. It's what you're supposed to do in WoW. It's what propels the story. Rating in and of itself is a major commitment in both personal time and end game resources. But rating isn't just about propelling the WoW story. It's about relationships. It's about trust. It's about policies and procedures. It's about order. It's about so much more. To that end, we present to you Life Lessons Learned from Rating. Don't be mean to the people that take aggro off of you. In Warcraft, there is a serious problem. There is a big hindrance to new tanks in the game because of the amount of nastiness that they get from groups when they are still learning how to tank and maybe have a misstep here or there. Because of the constant negative feedback that these tanks are getting, that tank spot is always hard to fill and it makes the queue times longer. Now, in real life, we do find it easy to criticize those who take leadership because they're making a lot of decisions and you might not like them. But if they're doing something that you can't or that you won't do, think twice before putting them down. Don't insult the guy that signs your paycheck. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> or even outside of work, if you if you have an informal group um, that's trying to get stuff done and you have one person who steps up and kind of takes control of the group. Like let's say it's for your kid's school or a church activity or something else like that. You will generally always have one person who kind of takes over and manages what's happening. Sure, but don't criticize them if something goes wrong because they're the ones putting their neck on the line. Because they're the ones that are, in essence, taking aggro off of you. They're doing a job that most people don't want to do. And we do tend to kind of make them an easy target for criticism and complaints and things like that. When in reality, there might be some situations that you'd want to talk to them about if if they're making some seriously bad decisions that can affect the group. But... You know, for the most part, we do tend to put down leaders and people in those positions without necessarily contributing. So, if someone's taking aggro off you, just think twice before you put them down. And you can heal someone, but you can't keep them from standing in fire. (laughs) And that is almost a direct quote from an order group I was in. (laughs) We wiped... And we had extra healers, and someone goes, nobody should be dying because we have so many healers. And they said, it doesn't matter how many healers you have, if people are standing in a fire, we're going to wipe. And that's true. You know, you might have someone in your life that you always see them doing the wrong thing. And you want to try to get through to them to make them stop. But the reality is, you can't keep someone from standing in fire. You might be able to bail them out of situations. You might be able to help them out when they come to you. But there is nothing you can do to keep them from standing in their own fire. 
you know, uh, in my career, I often have to uh, help people with computer issues. Mm-hmm. And we had one particular person who uh, required a lot of help. And there was one particular day where I was trying to help and trying to help and try. And I hit my uh, end of my patience limit, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. And not really thinking. I, re- I kind of regret at the time uh, the words that I said. Uh, but what I said was, you know what? I can't fix stupid. <laughs> it, and I just went, you wow. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After true. they came out, I was like, yeah, shouldn't have said that. But it was kind of true at the time, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. Punctuality is important. If there is a schedule set up, most raids have a start time. But you have to understand what that start time may or may not mean. So if you're expected to be there and be ready and be, you know, just with your fingers on the keyboard, ready to go, ready to pull the boss at X30, then be there at X30, ready to go to pull the boss. Don't be logging in at X30 and then saying, oh, I got to go to the auction house to get blah, blah, blah. You know, punctuality is important. It's a schedule. If other people in the raid group have made it there on time and you are the one who is not, then you're holding nine, 20 or 19, however many of the people in the raid group, you're holding everybody else up. You need to be considerate of their time just as you would want them to be considerate of yours. That's true. And you really don't want to be the one guy who always shows up to the meetings five minutes late, you know, kind of rushed, got their big coffee or be the one friend who's always, you know, you know, if you set uh, dinner at six o'clock at some place, they're going to show up at six fifteen. It's just inconsiderate. I have an issue um, where I am usually early when I go places. Yes, um, very early. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes very early, <laughs> and I tend to project that um, sense of urgency or that level of. Commitment. I don't know what you want to call it, but I tend to project that onto another person. In other words, if if I can be there, I kind of expect them to be there. At the, you know, the same level of whatever. And I I understand that sometimes I'm early, and I go, okay, well I'm early, so I don't expect them to be early. But if we said you know X thirty and it's X thirty and they're not there, I tend to be really bothered by that. We have an, an issue a lot of times where people will set meetings and calendars. So you, we, you have a shared calendar. We have someone go, oh, Root, I need to, need to talk to you about this whole project over here. Uh, I see you've got uh, X30 available on your calendar. I'm going to set a meeting. And I accept that meeting. And I go to that person's office because that's where the meeting was. I get there at X30. They're not there. Where is this person? So I sit in their office. Minute. Three minutes, five minutes. I give them seven minutes, by the way. And then I leave. Seven minutes is well more than I should be waiting, in my opinion. And I leave. And then I get like an IM or an email from them. Hey, uh, are you going to be able to make it to the meeting? As I was. Where were you? We'll have to reschedule because now I'm busy. Right. And they don't like that, but... <laughs> They don't like that, and how does your opinion change that person when they can't make an appointment? 
does it kind of oh it drops color your perception of well it to me it means that they don't value me okay and my time is what it means to me is they don't right. care right you know and I'm just like hey you don't care about my time I don't really you know let me know when you're available uh, again because now I'm busy doing my stuff right so with that in mind if you have an x30 raid time be there at x30 because also the next point is here is always be prepared I kind of hinted about this in, in in my segment earlier where or my what's up segment where I said that as soon as I get a new piece of gear I, I feel the urgency to go gym, enchant, reforge, get you know, be raid ready. In fact, in episodes past, I've said I, I wanted something in the mobile uh, tool, the mobile app from from Blizzard, that allows me to get quote unquote raid raid ready uh, from from the mobile app. Let me go gym, enchant, reforge, whatever. The, I know it's going away, so it's not a big deal. But let me buy stuff. Let me buy, uh, which I you know, I can already do that. So. <laughs> but other things, you know, let me be one hundred percent raid ready to go. So when I get to my raid, I don't have, you know, because a lot of times I'm driving home and I get stuck in traffic. It's like, well, you know, my time's going to get cut short here. I get home. I was like, you know, I really want to be ready to go. So. So if you had your gear and everything together, if you did that before you logged out the the day before. Yeah. You'd be ready and not stressing about it. I'll admit that sometimes I'll be at work. Yeah. Knowing I'm be raiding at night. And at lunch, I may take my character on over to okay. the auction house. <laughs> you know, be like, I'm at lunch, I'm okay. Well, I mean, you can just look that up on your phone, too. But not if you have to Jim and Chan Reforge. If I have to Jim and Chan Reforge, then if, like, if I know, like, hey, tonight at X30, I'm, I'm raiding and I am nowhere near prepared, then at lunch, I start worrying about that. So I was like, okay, I got to log on or I got to gym and chant reforge. I'm going to go to Ask Mr. Robot. You know, start, I started doing this stuff on my lunch break. You right. know, I would never take away from work time. And uh, that way I know that if I'm running home and I'm running late in traffic, cause, and I say late because, you know, me, perpetually early guy, if if raid starts at X30, at X, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm sitting there logged in, ready to go, sitting wherever we're going to meet, you know, and I'm there and I may be, you know, playing Hearthstone now. On my on the iPad, doing something else somewhere else, but in game I'm ready to go. Like I, once I put my my Wow hat on that you got me from my birthday a couple years ago, I'm ready to go. Bam, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, be considerate of the time and be prepared as yes, well. It kind of ties in together, you know, and it's with with the punctuality thing. It's because it's really hard to be punctual if you're not prepared. Absolutely, time, it's impossible. You know? especially when you know things come up you're not expecting. You know. Like, uh, let's say you have a meeting on a Tuesday. You have to be there a certain time. X30. X30. <laughs> and on Monday, you're driving home. You're like, ah, I kind of need gas. Do you get gas on the way home? Or do you wait till the next morning to get gas on the way to your meeting? Because you could have something come up the next day that's making you kind of, you know, late and something unexpected. And then, like, now on top of all that, now I got to get gas before I can go anywhere. Just snowballs. I know. It does. You stay one step ahead of everything, it's a lot less stress. And here's the weird thing, and and, and, and I don't mean to, to take anything away from this, but we are talking about a game, right? Yes. Okay? <laughs> Keep that in mind. But I do stress out about it. I know. It's hard <laughs> not to. <laughs> and, it's, and it's because not it's not just the game, it's, it's the other people that are depending on me. Yes. And I don't want to be, quote unquote, that guy. 
Right. And rating is all about what the group gets done. Right. And so you show up and you're like, okay, okay I just logged in, guys. Um, I know we're supposed to start right now, but we just grouped up. Uh, can you review some strats? Well, I go, I, I, I got to go and get this. And my dog, I got to take my dog out. Um, you know, don't do that. No. <laughs> you should always know what you're getting into, what the expectations are, what the quote unquote rules are. Yeah, I know quite a few people who have been uh, in a raid and find out that the gear drops and they think they're going to have a chance to roll on it, and they're not. It's instead just kind of handed to somebody based on some sort of uh, abstract criteria that they didn't know about. You know, I mean, are they going to just give it to the person who's been there longest? Are they going to give it to the person who has a bigger upgrade? You know what's the deal? So Frank, I, I got this. Uh, I, got, I have this uh, this task for you to do. Uh, it'd probably take you probably more than an hour. Okay. Um, okay, you can do it. How much are you paying me? Oh, uh, we'll say twenty five dollars. All right. Cool. Just need you to paint my house. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'll paint for an hour. <laughs> no, I said more than an hour. I was very, very clear about that. There you were. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that just illustrates the point. You have to know 100% the level of expectations happening. It's true. Know the details. Because if you don't, you're going to end up painting somebody's house for, for 25 bucks. <laughs> I'm not going to have you paint my house. Okay. I would do a terrible job at it. <laughs> I just can't imagine you on the ladder. That's all. No. <laughs> it's really important to know your role and to not feel like you're less important because you're not the star. You know, I mean, Reigns, we have, we have to have our stars. We got we got our tanks. I mean, there's only two of those, one or two. And you got your healers, and there's a little handful of those, and then you got your DPS, and there's a lot of those. And you could argue that... Maybe the tank is, you know, more critically important, that one person. But at the same time, that doesn't devalue a DPS's role. Especially when they're taking the weight off the healer's shoulders for dispelling, depending on their class. You know, if they're doing uh, the mechanics right, like in the fight in the Shah in Siege of Ogamar, and you got to run over there and you got to go stand on the platform to get people out of the prison. Oh, yeah. yeah That's yeah. important. Very important. You know? And it takes everybody doing their part for things to run smoothly. So you shouldn't say to yourself, well, just because I'm not the tank, I'm not not doing any good or I'm not important. Because you are. You just have to know your role and do your job well. Raw cogs in the wheel or whatever that, that phrase is. Well, you know, we, we have a job. You know your job and you go do your job and you perform your job to the best of your ability and things go well. I mean, I go perfect, but they'll go well. So even if you do know the job function you're supposed to perform, and even if you are performing it to the best of your ability, one of the very key features that you should be able to do is accept criticism. And don't just shut it down. Don't make an excuse. If there is somebody telling you, hey, you could do this better by doing X, Y, Z, or hey, have you watched this strat video, or have you considered maybe shifting to this or trying this spec for this fight, Whatever that criticism is, whatever those pointers are, you need to be able to 
maturely accept that and try to make those changes to make improvements on yourself. We do at work self-evaluations once a year. And I am brutally hard on myself on self-evaluations. <laughs> I am the worst self-evaluator in the world. Um, usually, I have to rewrite it because I'll turn it in and it'll get rejected by uh, the director. He'll say, like, no, come on, give yourself some credit here. I would fire you based on this review. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> so you tend to re-review yourself and you have to be honest with yourself, but you have to give yourself that self-criticism. If you are being peer-reviewed, you also have to be able to accept that that criticism that comes in. That's true. And you have to understand that the person who's peer-reviewing you wants you to be a better person, a better employee, better whatever. Because at work, if you were a better employee doing your job better, that makes my job easier. Because we're all pushing the same rock up the same hill. At least we should be. If we're not, we don't need to be there. And if someone can tell me how to push that rock a little better, I'm interested in that. And kind of on the same vein, it's always important to pull your weight because there's always someone that could take your place. It's true and wow. I mean, guilds recruit all the time. And if they lose a spot in the raid team, they're going to be looking to fill it. That's true. You know, so you don't want to come in there and just kind of do whatever and thinking that you're the only one that can do that job. Because you're not, they can always find someone else. That is very, very true. And at work, that is doubly true. You know, especially in the economy that we have and had had. You know, if you're not pulling your weight at work, they can find somebody else. We just went through a uh, hiring for a position at my company. In fact, in the uh, department I'm in, in IT. And one position, right? Right. Probably 50 resumes in a week. And now we have to whittle those down and go, sure. well, you know, now we're looking at 50 people for one position out of those 50 people. We, we maybe want to talk to 10 out of those 10 we've talked to me. We maybe want to call three of those people back out of those three. We're just hiring one. And so the competition for an empty spot was huge. If you're not, again, going back to that rock, you know, if you're struggling to push that rock up that hill and you don't care that you know to make any kind of change. Well, I'm gonna find somebody else to push that rock. Yeah, and you know, even on a more personal level than work, I mean, think about marriages and relationships. If you start taking your spouse for granted, you might not realize they might have somebody who's willing to treat them right, who's wanting to treat them right, who's wanting to fill the role that you have. But if you're taking them for granted and you're not doing your job as a spouse or a significant other right to the best of your ability they might find someone else to fill that role for them guys uh take it from me edible arrangements uh would be where you want to go right now <laughs> um those are better than flowers in my opinion are they oh yeah yeah it's like fruit salad in a bowl or whatever <laughs> in a pretty well, vase yeah, Edi- but, ed- edible arrangements take you know but then you're getting pineapple that's 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 a good thing. Ugh. Guys, that's a good thing. <laughs> I would rather get flowers than melons, personally. <laughs> just... Cantaloupe. Cantaloupe's the worst. That's just filler on those things, honestly. I know, it's so bland. 
cantaloupe for edible arrangement is like, was that gardenia? What do they call it in flowers? You just kind of throw the green crap around there. <laughs> I'd be more impressed if somebody went out and made one themselves, if they cut up a pineapple made into a flower. No, nah, I'm doing edible arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it, but it's true, right? I yeah, mean, you it's... have to pull your weight in whatever situation you're in. And, you know, your family life and your friends, too. Those are situations where it's very easy to get complacent, to not treat the people in your life the way you should, and kind of getting slammed by the fact with the realization that you could be replaced. Yeah. Yeah. That's so deep, I know. I, know. <laughs> I just took it to a whole nother level you did. there. I, I know. Did. I like, went there. Gosh. Gosh, I know. <laughs> Another life lesson here, folks, is that effective communication is vitally important. Don't just speak well. Don't just portray your thoughts well. But as equally as important as doing that is listening well. You got two ears for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Two ears, one mouth. Mm-hmm. So you listen twice as much as you speak. Yes. Yeah. But you have ten fingers. <laughs> What's that mean? I mean, you should poke things. <laughs> You're not effectively communicating. <laughs> I know. I mean, don't assume other people know what you're talking about. I do that all the time. I really, <laughs> honestly do. Oh, we were going in the car just the other day, mm-hmm. and I have I was trying to convey a story about. Uh, a, a customer of ours that I had just assigned a brand spanking new laptop to this guy, right? Brand new laptop. I come back the very next day and he's got Ragnarok installed. So one day, 24 hours, and he's already got games installed on his work laptop. And I'm trying to convey this message, this story. And not one, not two, but three people, which is the rest of my family, all thought that I said it took the guy 24 hours to install the game. <laughs> so I was like, how did you get... In my mind is perfectly clear. Sure. But apparently, I did not effectively communicate that. Well, it's like you and pronouns. Well, I hate pronouns. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the bane of my you existence. Broke, you broke me from that habit, too. <laughs> we talk. <laughs> Hey, that guy said it's that, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that guy said that thing you did uh, worked really well for him. Cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, in my car. So naturally what I do in my car is I call my brother-in-law who's a speech pathologist. And I tell him clearly that, that, that you know, because my kid said oh, I'll need a professional help. <laughs> <laughs> so I called I called my brother speech path and I called or my brother-in-law rather. I called him up. And uh, his professional opinion is that I needed counseling. So okay, <laughs> it wasn't he, he cannot help me in uh, to go seek uh, professional guidance. You know, else is important in communication is a neutral tone of voice. Oh man, it's it's crucial. If you're unhappy with somebody or some situation, if you just kind of speak slowly and say, "I really wish things had gone differently." X happened. I really wish Y had happened. Here's my feelings on it. You know, as opposed to just talking like this and you always do 
this, you always act like that, and like you're you're talking fast and you're excited. It gets the other person agitated, which means instead of having a talk about it, now you're both kind of exchanging these aggravations at each other. If you have a uh, dog or a cat at home, I do. Um, you can try this experiment. A cat, probably not as much as a dog, but a, but a dog for sure. You can say anything in the world you want to them, but based on your tonation, they will respond differently. Who's a stupid dog? <laughs> You're a stupid <laughs> dog. Waggy, 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 waggy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, babies are the same way. Yeah. When adults start acting stressed out, they they don't know what's going on. They just they just hear the stressed out tone of voices. I'll start crying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You're very you're very right. Mm-hmm. You're very yeah. That's, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am very right. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you understood me. But but the same thing. I mean, you're absolutely right. When you are talking with somebody, if you maintain that level headedness and that level tonation in your voice, then you. Uh, you effectively communicate whatever it is that you need to communicate. Right. I was at a location today, and somebody was getting in trouble. Now, I don't know what was said. I don't know who it was, but what I heard was that low, serious talk. Oh. And I don't know what they were saying, but it was very slow, low, and precise. So clearly, somebody was in trouble (laughs) and i was like i gotta go (laughs) because i don't want that to be me next no you don't but you could sense that the person was angry but controlled as opposed to blowing up raging blowing up exactly yeah Yeah. because then the other person would start yelling and then you just lose all communication and you're just yelling at each other much like lfr that's true. You know, if people just use low controlled tones on LFR, then, you know, people would run back when they die <laughs> instead of waiting around for a res. Possibly. No, they wouldn't. Another life lesson here, Frank, is to always have a backup plan. If I have spent my time preparing everybody to be on this raid at X30 and everybody signed up, I have, I have everything, and then three people show up. Ooh. Or six, whatever. And, and, yeah. You know, or nine. And then what do you do? Well, nine, you could pug it, but that's your backup plan. If I have nine right. people show up, I'm pugging the, the 10th one. But if I have like five show up, it might be kind of hard to pug five other people. Sure. So maybe we're going to go do, you know, always have a backup plan. I don't want to be the person going, well, maybe, why don't we? No, we have five people show up. Okay, let's go run no content. We're going to go run Dragon Soul for some T-Mog. We're all going to Karazhan. Who needs a mount? You need a mount? Okay, let's go do this. Anybody need a chance of getting an Anixia's? Uh, head, let's go. There are many, 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 many things you can do in the game, but have that backup plan ready to go in case your original plan falls through. Because that way, at least the people who showed up get something out of it. And so That's do very you. True. So yeah, learn from your mistakes. Don't keep doing the same thing over and over again. That just gets frustrating. It does. <laughs> you know, if you wipe. Figure out why you wiped. It's the definition of insanity, too. Only if you expect the same result. Oh, yeah. No, yes. the other way around. No, if you do the same thing over and over. Oh, that's right, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and you expect a different result. result. Then, yeah. So, yeah, if you just wiped. Okay, wiping is part of this game. Congratulations. If sure. you just wiped, 
don't wake out. Don't freak out. Don't get mad. Don't get angry. Figure out why you wiped and what you can do to change that. Back in one of my previous guilds, doing Dragon Soul, and we wiped. And one of the guys, it was just, it was, it was tense, you know, because everybody was so close, and then we wiped. And it's just like, you just, you just had that moment where everybody's like, oh, man, we just wiped. And everybody's really quiet. One guy spoke up, and he said, well, that didn't work. And it kind of defused everything. <laughs> right. And everybody goes, well, okay. Um, it's okay, why don't we um have the tank turn the boss this way this time, and then uh, you guys do this technique. You know, you just you learn, right? Okay, what we did what we did just then was cool. It was fun, and it almost worked, but it didn't work. So let's try this. And sometimes that might be as you know, going back to these these points we've already said. One of the things might be, hey, hey, root, uh, you need to step up the DPS a little bit. You were kind of off. I know you were trying to do this mechanic. Why don't we have you and this person swap, and they'll do the mechanic so you can DPS this over here. Okay, let's try that. So you have to be willing on the spot to take that critique, and you know now you're learning and you're progressing. It's trial and error. You're going to try it. You're going to fail. You're going to learn from that. You're going to do it again, and you're not going to fail. You may, maybe you'll fail a step further down the line, but that's progress. You know, There's that old adage that you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. That's true. Now, on the flip side, you do want to learn from your mistakes. And, you know, to some extent, when you go into a new place um, and you're raiding, you are, you are going to make a lot of mistakes. And you are going to, there is going to be adjustment. You're going to be do the, doing the wrong thing at first. On the other hand, unless you are the, the pioneering guild, like in Alpha, there is going to be a guide out there somewhere for what you're doing. And... In a real life situation, it doesn't really matter what you're trying to do if you're having issues uh, parenting. You know, your kids are going through something, you don't know how to handle it. Uh, you're, you're trying to do better at work, you're trying to lose weight, you're dealing with any sort of issue. Somebody has been through it. And you can only help yourself by arming yourself with as much research as you can. Some of it's going to be, you know, a little bit different based on situations, but you're not going to come to any harm by just reading about what other people have gone through in your same situation. And we are at the point where we have so much information at our fingertips. There's no excuse not to be as informed as possible when you're going through stuff. I about 90% agree with you. Okay. Uh, the little 10% wiggle room in there uh-huh. is that watching or reading or whatever information you get, don't just blindly do. You need to assimilate that information. That's true. You need to apply that to the situation you're particularly in because it's not yes. going to be the same. It's not going to be the exact same. No, you're right. I mean, what I really want to do, and I wish I had one of these right now, is I want to hand it, I want, I'd love to like, like, like hand you right now a... Uh, uh, a good housewife guide from the 1950s. <laughs> okay, I think I read this. Yes. Have dinner ready. Plan ahead. Even the night before to have a delicious meal ready on time for his return. This is a way of letting him know that you have been thinking about him and are concerned about his needs. Most men are hungry when they come home and the prospect of a good meal, especially his favorite dish, is part of the warm welcome needed. 
See, okay, I, I read this article, and here's where I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. I know what it goes into it, and it's all about basically putting him first. Like, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of day you've had with the kids and work. It's basically when the husband comes home, you know, you shut the kids up, you make them a hot meal, you brush your hair, look pretty, put on some makeup, and basically let him talk about his day and don't tell him about your problems. Yeah, I mean, there's two here that you should really, really pay attention to. What's that? Uh, this first one is, be a little gay and a little more interesting for him. <laughs> His boring day may need a lift, and one of your duties is to provide it. Okay, and, what's and the then, other? Uh, a good wife always knows her place. Yeah, see, now you're nodding your head at me like, oh. Yeah. Okay, 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 here's the thing, here's the thing. Okay. I've read that before. Sure, I have, sure, I have sure. heard people flip out over the same article <laughs> And go that's so sexist, it's so outdated. I think it's not outdated. The general concepts of going out of your way to make your spouse feel special, the concept of putting someone else's needs before your own, those are still exceptional principles to apply to your marriage. If you treat someone well, they will return the favor. You know, you don't just treat someone mediocre and expect that you're going to have a great relationship you put everything that you can into that relationship and you will get rewarded back don't complain if he is late home for dinner or even if he stays out all night count this as minor compared to what he might have gone through in the day oh heck no (laughs) (laughs) that's the limit right there (laughs) you you better be texting let me know where you are you better be sending me a glimpse i know you're not out clubbing (laughs) i forgot about that i forgot about that one no we're not doing that But do you see what I'm saying as far as the concepts sound yeah, outdated, you know, yes. dress up for them? But you you still need to treat your spouse like they're special. You just do. I mean, it goes back to my earlier point about pulling your weight. Right. And bringing it back to, wow, you need to treat your guildmates and your raid team members equally as special. You need to yeah. make sure that you are doing your part to make sure everybody's successful. And that's yeah. what it boils down to. Okay. So, so the main point is that, yes, you're not going to find an exact guide Word for word, step by step of necessarily what you're going through. But whatever thing you're trying to accomplish or whatever situation that you're in, it always helps to do research and to read and to find other people who've been through what you've been through to be able to get some sort of perspective. Maybe you can eliminate the worst ideas possible for going through that. You meet someone who says like, yeah, I was in the same situation. I did this and it worked out horribly for me. You know, not <laughs> yeah. to do that, you know? It's called experience. Yeah, so... It's one of my exactly. roles at, at, at work because someone will start to do something and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. And let me tell you why we don't do that. <laughs> right, right. So it is important in in life to find a guide, find a mentor, read. It is important in WOW to read the strategies. I mean, it's... Not going to be perfect for your guild necessarily, but hey, if a boss is doing one particular thing that's going to wipe the group, if you don't do X, Y, Z, it's good to know that before you go in there instead of just going in there and, you know, wiping five times before you finally figure that out. I got stuck on Illidan and Hearthstone in the in the, in the, the tutorial. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just watched a video tutorial on how to beat them and exactly. done. Exactly. Another wonderful lesson uh, that you can learn from rating is to trust your leaders. 
you know, you have to have that trust. The person who, if you are working for somebody, you need to trust them uh, that they're going to make the right decisions in the business uh, to make, you know, make sure you're going to get a paycheck every two weeks or however often you get paid. You need to be able to trust them that they're not going to put you in harm's way and not going to damage your career, not going to do anything that's going to be detrimental to your well-being or your, like I said before, your career. Likewise, in the world of Warcraft, you need to make sure that you trust your guild leader, your raid leader, that they do have your best interest and the guild's best interest overall for everybody in mind. And they're not just putting some people's needs over other people's needs. It should be all equal. It really, really should. So you have to make sure that you trust that person and you trust those decisions that they're making, that they're beneficial to you and everybody else in your group. You want to also take responsibility for your own actions. Look, if you mess up, own it. Own it with pride. You know, like, yeah, I messed up. I wiped the group. That was me. That's on me. I did that. I was in a siege of Orgrimmar uh, not too long ago in, the, in the, the final stage, part four, you know, and my job was to go over there and get the engineer. The guy pops up. You got to go sure. GPS engineer. Yeah. And I set up my little gates. I set up everything. I was ready to go. And then I totally forgot about it. Uh-oh. Like short-term memory loss. Totally gone. <laughs> and we wiped. Hmm. And I was like, ha, engineer, mine. Totally on me. My fault. <laughs> I completely just stayed over here. Even, I it, I kind of made humor. I made a little fun about it, right? I said, I even set up my gates. I, I had everything ready to go. And I had my, my portal over here. And then and, and, and I just sat here in DPS garage. So... Minus 50 DKP. You know? oh, did you get kicked out? I did not. Not on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Is If you do um, step it up and admit your own faults and mistakes, it makes people a lot more sympathetic to you than if they have to sit there and go figure it out and go, oh, it was Rude who dropped the ball this time. And you didn't say anything and you knew and they knew you knew. And... Or you trying to make an excuse for it, right? You know, oh, there's right. lag. Or blame someone else. Like, Why no, it wasn't me. Hunter, no, you can always blame the hunter. Take that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. If you do, if you do it, if you mess up, own it. That is one of my pet peeves in real life. If you mess up, because nobody's perfect. Nobody. No, no. If you mess up, own it and own it proud. Don't try to make an excuse about it. Don't try to justify it. I screwed up. Yes, because that ends the conversation. It's true. It really, really does. I tell people all the time, I'm coming up here for on 20 years of marriage. Woohoo! Nice. Going on a, going on a cruise. Yeah. And I, I, I tell people who are just getting married, I give them one piece of advice to the guy. I said, it's your fault. Whatever it is, it's your fault. Because you do that. There's no arguing. That's my, true. It's my fault. <laughs> Whatever it is, my fault. That said a little bit in jest, a little bit of tongue in cheek, but the point is don't try to argue it. Don't try to make excuses. Don't try to justify it. Just own it. If you did it or they think you did it, whatever. Okay, yes. Let's. Here's the issue. Now let's fix it. If you sit there and try to justify it, make excuses, brush under the table, whatever the case might be, you're not getting anywhere closer to a solution. You're not, because the other person is indignant 
And when they're indignant, they're just sitting there mulling and getting more and more angry about what you did or what they think you did. And, you know, the situation just gets exasperated as soon as you go, you know what? I screwed up. I acted selfishly. I didn't think about your feelings and I'm sorry. That takes the wind right out of their sails. You know, as far as like them being angry, then they kind of go. And it's kind of, it stops it. There's nothing more to argue about. I had a situation probably a couple, probably five years ago now, where um, I was at work. Something had happened, probably my fault. <laughs> and I kind of went, yeah, okay, that's my fault. And the person went, well, I still want to be mad at you. <laughs> okay, you can be mad at me. That's fine. I'm, I'm fixing this, and then now it's not a problem anymore. Exactly. See, they were um, all like pent up to like yeah, tell you what's what. And, exactly. And you kind of took that away from them. They're like, well, now I'm mad at it. I don't know. I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad you fixed it, but I'm, I'm still mad at you. Okay, that's fine. You're mad at me. <laughs> you you want to go grab a, grab a Coke at the break, your break room? Well, well, yeah, that's fine, but I'm still mad. <laughs> that's cool. That's perfect. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, you got to know your limits. You don't want to overcommit. You don't want to sign up to raid four nights a week if you've got, you know, kids and spouse and all this demanded work. And if you know, like, you're super tired on week, you want to take your raiding commitments a step back. In that same vein, at in real life or in work or whatever the case might be, you don't want to take on a project that, you know, if your plate is full, your plate is full. It is. You know, I always ask people, what's on your plate? Well, I got these nine things. Okay, you can't help me today. <laughs> you know? What's on your plate? Oh, I've got these three things. Okay, I'm adding a fourth to your three because you can handle that. And that is the same thing. Don't never bite off more than you can chew, you know? Yeah, exactly. And some days you're at like 110% and you kind of look at how much you can get done. And then sometimes you tend to judge yourself on all days based on what you can do on your best days. In reality, sometimes you get overworked, overstressed, you know, tired, sick, just you're not quite functional. And when that happens, you just can't handle as much as you can on your best days. And you need to make allowances for that and not overcommit and also not beat yourself up for not performing at the same level as you can on your best days. Right. And be able to be flexible with yourself. Yes. And under, and that's one of my that's probably very 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 hard for me like on a personal level we had an issue or i had an issue i should say last week and we had to reschedule the podcast and i was very stressed and very torn about that and you being your gracious self was like yep no problem we'll do this on on this other day and that was like an immediate relief for me and then I, I probably thanked you 20 times. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was like, oh, wow, I can't, that's so cool that you were able to adjust your schedule. And I felt honored that you were able to do that. And, you know, and special and, you know, all those, those good words, whatever you want to call them. Warm fuzzies. <laughs> but the truth was, if I had pushed it, be like, no, I got to get this done tonight, you you probably would have shown up and you wouldn't have been very happy about being there. And it, angry root. Maybe not angry, but just you would be like tired angry and stressed root. and. Wouldn't have had as much time to work on the content and wouldn't have had, you know, time to relax and I would have been like, a good show. We're going to show, we're going to do it, wow, is great, and I'm glad you're playing the game. 
Exactly. And we like it. We don't need stress that rude on the show. We just don't. No, but we've done that for each other. And that, sure. And, that, and that's the thing. And not just here. It's just anywhere. And if you overcommit, you're going to underdeliver. Always. Oh, that's a good catchphrase. Ooh, we use it at work. It's one of those work <laughs> oh, things. It- <laughs> they usually say the other thing where they say, you know, uh, um, undercommit, overdeliver, or something like that. Some little. Oh, right. right yeah. Right. So the opposite is true. The opposite of those things are always true. Overcommit, underdeliver. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the yeah. Thing, yeah. You know. I had to think about it. Yeah. But it's 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 so true. If you overcommit yourself, you're going to underdeliver underdeliver somewhere. 100 percent is 100 percent. That's, that's all true. You can, that's all you can do. That's all you got, yeah. You are limited to 100% of you what are. you can do. You are. Right? And if you say, okay, I'm taking on 100, 110%, that 10% is going to suffer, no matter what. So, don't do that. So, Frank, you know, this topic, probably a little more serious than what we normally do. A little bit of IRL stuff in there. A little bit yeah, of IRL. Yeah, serious stuff, but it's important stuff to talk about, you know? It really is. And the bottom line is that games like World of Warcraft can teach you lessons that you can apply directly to your life and vice versa. Those life lessons that you learn, you bring into the game. So they are not mutually exclusive one of, of one another. So learn to apply what you learn in WoW to your life and what you learn in life to WoW. And it just makes both of them better. If you stand in the right place, there is no way you are going to get into the Welps, whatever f- fear, tail swipe, whatever the f- okay. This week's add on spotlight. Well, Frank, you know, we talked about rating and life lessons and rating. And one of the most important add ons, I think personally, that you can have for any type of rating is deadly boss mods. Now, you can go way back in the archives and you can listen to Hoof It. And Rob come on the show as guests, and we talked about, and I even mis- misstated and called it Deadly Boss uh, mods, mods, mods like the entire time. It was as important back then as it is today, probably more so today. If you're doing any, any, any kind of rating, LFR is included in this, Flex is included in this, any type of rating, go out to Curse, get Deadly Boss Mods. All it's going to do is give you hints, give you direction, give you insight as to what is happening in the raid. It's got timers, Freck. It'll count down. It's, look, we talked about the jails earlier. How you're responsible to go over and stand in that little thing and get the guy out of the jail, right? Sure. In the shop here. Right. DBM's, shop pride. Pride, yeah, because he's the guy who insults everybody else around you. Yes, and you. Whatever. So, But it's got timers. It tells you, hey, the next uh, jail is coming up here, and, and it, it, here's the countdown. And you watch a little bar go across, and you know... I've got this timer. I can, I can DPS. I can DPS. I can, and now I need to go over here. Boom. Jails are up. Boom. They're prison. They're out. So with deadly boss mods there, it enables you as a player to be better. One of my favorite things that's got on there is timers. Pull timers, to be exact. And break timers are very important, too. So your pull timer, you know, not, not everybody's going to have a macro set up to let you know where they're going to pull. Not everybody's going to do the train signal as they go pull the boss. So to have a a timer set up that we're going to pull in five, four, three, you know, okay, when that happens, if it takes me X amount of seconds to cast a spell, then I'm going to five, four, three, 
probably going to start casting. Yeah. Unless the raid leader, through his excellent communications, <laughs> has told me, DPS, hold off until the tanks get one to two seconds of aggro. Sure. They say that, not a problem. I'll hold off. Now I start. Break timers, like I just mentioned, if you, like a lot of times you're doing a raid, you know, you get to the point where everybody just needs a break. You need to go take a bio, you need a dog needs to be walked, whatever the case might be. You can set up a DBM break timer and give it an amount of time. Like, hey, we're going to break for five minutes. Now, I may look up the clock and go, okay, it's, you know, X35. I'm taking a break. I'll be back at X40. Or I may just get up and walk away. More than likely, I'm going to get up and walk away because I've probably been sitting there for an hour and I need to, you know, take care of some business. When I come back, I need to, I can look at the screen immediately and go, okay, we have three minutes or two minutes or whatever the case might be until everybody's supposed to be back. So I may go out to their kitchen, refresh my drink, whatever the case might be. But that timer's there to let me know. It's just communication from the game. I know a lot of times I'll see you online, Freck, and I'll message you. DBM responds, hey, Freck is busy killing Malkarok or whatever the case sure. might be. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can turn this off too, but I, I, I started turning it off because I kept wiping. And it tells you, the other person, <laughs> Freck of Ice has died. And they have 17 wipes on this level. It's like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> but I kind of like it because I whisper someone in there and they're busy. And then it tells me if I've... If they've either defeated or wiped him, then I can, you know, either give him congratulations or commiserations. Yeah. <laughs> or just tell him you felt sorry for him. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but I'll, I'll get that a lot of times where uh, uh, we'll, we'll defeat a boss and all of a sudden I get this, hey, good job, man. Like, oh, where'd you come from? <laughs> what are you doing to my iron window now? What's going on? One of the things I like about DBM is that it doesn't, always load it's not always in memory if it if it is needed it's loaded if you're not in a raid it's not going to load now one of the caveats to that is that if you're doing old raid content from past expansions you do need to go get those add-ons so dbm is 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 tweaked and ready to go for current content only so if you if you're doing cataclysm ratings for for tmog and you want to know what's going on in the fights you need to go back and get the cataclysm dbm add-ons Likewise, for Wrath and going back to BC, all those, you need to go back and get those. You can have them on your system. They're not going to load up until you need them. That's cool. So it's not, it's not wasting memory. You ever been in a, in a fight and you disconnected? Very frustrating. One of the cool things about DBM is if you get back in time, so you know, you're know you back in the game, you get back into the raid, the raid's still going, to still fighting a boss, your timers aren't going to be all messed up. It's going to synchronize with all the other players who are using DBM because usually everybody else in your raid has DBM going. Now, slight drawback to DBM, but it's easily avoidable, is you need to keep current. And there are, in essence, three ways to keep current. The first way is you can go get the DBM auto-updater app and program and run it on your system to keep yourself auto-updated. Always had the latest version of DBM there. The second way is to make sure that you log into Curse and click the button and then update each of your individual add-ons and, you know, spend 10 minutes updating all your add-ons. My personal preference on that is my Curse Premium account, and I just let it do it itself because I'm lazy. So I know when I get into the game, I've got all my add-ons updated. Because we talked about being prepared back up in our in our section up there, you know? We did. 
And that is, oh, it just irritates me to no end where someone's just like, oh, man, I haven't updated DBM in a while. Because you know it's going to give you warnings. It's like, hey, it's going to tell you when this happens. Well, mine's not telling me. When's the last time you updated DBM? Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> All right, we'll wait for you. We'll, we'll, we'll camp out here. Uh, you you go update DBM. Mind you, um, we've just eaten our food, our food buff, buff, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and we took we took our potions, our potion, but all, all this is timing now counting down. We're waiting on you uh, to go update your DBM. Whereas if you either spent the time ahead of time, you know, before you got in the game to do the manual updates, or if you had the auto updater uh, from D- Deadly Boss Mods, or if you have the Curse Premium account, it's all taken care of. Personally, like I said, I'd just rather have all that stuff taken care of for me. So, because <laughs> I forget, you know, it's one less thing I got to worry about. Get ready to play HearthCast AOE, the game where you don't have to be exactly right to win. Here are the rules. Caller, you go first. Players get two points for being closer to the right answer and four points for being exactly right. If both players' answers are the same, the players split the points. In the event of a tie, we go to the time card. The player with the fastest time wins. Well, Rude, I have a special challenge for you today. Special challenge? What you got in mind? Well, as you know, Gremlins has issued a challenge against you. Yes, he has. Because you got... Well, maybe I'm the one that issued it. I don't remember. But I pointed out that you guys both play Goblin Warlocks and... Hunters? No. Druids. Druid. Morgan Druids. Morgan Druids. So I said to you guys, I was like, let's see who knows these two things best. Well, that's easy. He does. That's done. well. We're gonna see because I'm. I have made up a special set of AOE questions what? for you two. Because normally, as you know, we write these questions. We don't know who the person's gonna challenge. That is true. So they're not written for any particular challenger. That is true. But this set is specially tailored for you and Gremlins. Awesome. So why don't we bring him in and see who's gonna come out the victor today? <laughs> okay. Well, hello, Gremlins. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? I'm a little nervous, to be honest. As am I. Uh, I did not study. Neither so. did I. Why shouldn't <laughs> we'll have said that? <laughs> I, I just know Freckleface has a very evil grin. And she's, I do. You look a little yes. too excited for this. <laughs> that makes me kind of scared. I am scared. You guys should be. We are. Yeah. Together. <laughs> well, okay. Well, let's kick this thing off. I know that uh, he's going first, so I will see myself uh, uh, transported out of here. Okay, Gremlins, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, starting the timer. Question one How many races can play a warlock? Oh, my gosh. Um,. Is this for... Oh, this is Horde and Alliance. Um, eight. Question two. What patch was Soul Shards removed as an item? Four point five. <laughs> Question three. How many fingers does a goblin have? Three. Question four, how long does it take a worgen to drop on all fours to run like a wild animal? Three seconds. 
Question five: How much of an increase in speed does the Druid's travel form give? Sixty percent. And time. All right, let me go get Root back in here. Wow, you left me out there another little longer than I'm used to. Just a little bit, but <laughs> just know that I nailed it. Oh, Ooh. thanks. <laughs> I scared. Well, scared or not, are you ready, Root? The ready isn't going to be. What uh, if I said no? Well, then we'd sit here and wait, and I would stare at you until <laughs> no, you okay, said you're ready. No, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. All right, starting the timer. Question one, how many races can play a warlock? Nine. Question two, in what patch was soul shards removed as an item? 4.7. Question three, how many fingers does a goblin have? Are you including a thumb? Yes. Four. Question four, how long does it take a worgen to drop on all fours to run like a wild animal? Uh, 1.2 seconds. Question five, how much of an increase in speed does the druid's travel form give? Not enough. Um, 110%. And time. It's really not enough. I don't use that stupid travel form. Okay, let me do some complicated math here. <laughs> right. You right. Got points and everything else to deal with. I do. Are you guys ready? Four answers. If I say no, are you going to stare at me? I will. Then I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> now, there is only one correct answer. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> so, <laughs> question one How many races can play a warlock? Gremlins said eight, Root said nine. The correct answer was nine. <laughs> that was the correct answer. That was the correct answer. We're downhill from here, buddy. <laughs> so that is four points for Root for having the correct answer. Question two. In what patch was soul shards removed as an item? Gremlin said 4.5. Root said 4.7. The answer was 4.0.1. So basically, <laughs> right at the very beginning, um... So Gremlins was slightly closer, so two points to Gremlins for that question. At least we had the right expansion. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Question three, how many fingers does a goblin have? Gremlins said three, Root said four. Root was kind of correct because there are four on each hand, but Aww, I said fingers. That's so wrong. I know. <laughs> I did not say how many wow. fingers on each hand. I said how many fingers does Devious the goblin have. you are. I am. So the correct answer was eight, and Root was closer, so two points to Root. Question four, how long does it take a worgen to drop on all fours to run like a wild animal? Gremlins said three seconds. Root said 1.2 seconds. The answer is 1.5 seconds. So Root is closer. So two points for Root. Yay. Question five. How much of an increase in speed does the Druid's travel form give? Gremlin said 60%. Root said not enough and then said 110%. And while it is not enough, it is not enough because it's only 40% increase. Whoa. It's very slow. It is very slow. 
I think I was basing it off of like a 310 flight speed, oh, so that's why yeah. I was like, it's slow. Yes, compared to yeah. even normal mounts, it's very slow. Yeah. Uh, so Gremlins is closer, so two points to Gremlins for that question. The totals, we have Gremlins at four points and Root at eight points. Woohoo! Yay. <laughs> I got spanked. <laughs> I don't know if it was spanking. I only got one right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Although that that thumbs question, the fingers thing, I don't know. I, mean, I was yeah. you said yourself you have to listen carefully no, to my question. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and yeah. you didn't take your own advice. Well, I didn't count the thumbs, but I didn't count the other hand either. So, <laughs> uh, see, <laughs> didn't you know they only have one hand? That's right. Oh. <laughs> did so, yeah, because we're. Busy casting spells with each other. Ah, I see. So, hey, Gremlins, tell me a little bit about your vlog you got going on. Um, well, Guinevere and I started a, a vlog a couple weeks back, um, just kind of showing a husband and wife perspective, a perspective um, of World of Warcraft and uh, Hearthstone. So we've you know talked a little bit about the content, put up some um, uh, live streams on Twitch, and some recorded videos on YouTube. Very cool. Now, your wife also plays, I take it? Yes. So that would go really different in my household. <laughs> <laughs> so how do people find you on the YouTubes and the Twitch? Um, we're at uh, twitch.tv slash lovingwarcraft, and we're at youtube.com slash lovingwarcraft. That's L-O-V-I-N-G Warcraft? That's correct. Awesome. And... Um, I have not checked it out, but I'm going to right after the podcast, and I'm uh, Freckleface and I will sit here and check it out. Um, but that's cool. I mean, I'm jealous because like Freck's husband plays WoW, your spouse plays. Well, my spouse doesn't. Try harder. I have. She's, have you? Yeah, one time I got her to fly around like Orgrimmar, I think, and that was it. Did you show her the dresses? No. <laughs> <laughs> then you haven't tried hard enough. <laughs> Look, honey, you can play dress up. Would you like to play dress up for $14 a month, please? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> That's how the conversation went with your wife, right, Gimlins? Uh, Pretty much. I showed her um, the human hunter, and she started with that. See? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I did something's going to happen in my household. Too many buttons to press for her. With T Mog out now, she can buy as many dresses as she wants. I'd there ha- you go. I'd have to show her a mage. You only press one button as a mage. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, when are you guys publishing stuff? Is that a weekly basis or just as as you get content you publish? Um, we try to do it on a weekly basis. We had some things come up in real life um, last week, so we didn't get to put anything up. But we try to do um, Wednesdays and Saturdays. We try to upload to YouTube. Awesome. So twice a week content, that's really good. That that's a big endeavor to take uh take on there. Yes. With both WoW and Hearthstones. That's cool. So who's got the better decks in Hearthstone? Um, That'd be you or her. Well, I think it's me because I've just been playing longer, but she did buy thirty packs um Whoa. last week. And she got some legendaries out of that, so that was kinda cool. Nice. So nice. she'll be, you know, playing with those. Um and we'll be putting up another video on next Wednesday. Very cool. So, Loving Warcraft. I'm going to go check that out, like I said, right after the show here tonight. I've yeah, been on for- it. He streamed uh, me and him playing Hearthstone. Did you lose? 
I did. Well, then I should watch that. <laughs> you should. And I will laugh. <laughs> yeah. Because you won today, so you have to, you know, rub it in my face and I'm losing. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, man. It's great, as always, to have you on. I'm looking forward to the next time we have you on uh, to talk about some Hearthstone or some of, your, some of the stuff you guys are doing over at Loving Warcraft. All right. Thank you, guys. In gaming headlines this week. Warcraft movie producer Thomas Toll shares why video game movies fail. Right, Thomas Toll is the producer for the WoW movie that we're all anxiously waiting for, right? He's come out and given his insight as to why most movies that are produced for games fail. In an interview for IGN, he says, Doing a video game movie has not really been done well, and I think part of the reason is that it's been done for the wrong reasons. If you simply say, how many people play the game, and how much money can we make, you're doomed. You're doomed right off the start. What he's saying here is you don't want to make the movie for the game's sake. So if you have a very popular game, you remember uh, Mortal Kombat? Oh, yeah. Okay, those movies, horrible. (laughs) Horrible. But Mortal Kombat was a hugely popular game. So producers came in and said, man, Mortal Kombat, it is raking in the dough. What can we do to make more money? Let's have a movie, because a lot of people love to play Mortal Kombat. Let's let them watch Mortal Kombat. No, that movie was just bad. If you like cheesy movies, you'll love it. But it was just a bad movie. And likewise, there have been many, many other video game movies that have come out basically because people looked at it and said, how can we make more money on this? Whereas what seems to be happening here for the Warcraft movie is they are putting the love of the lore into this thing. Now, we know that this Warcraft movie is going to focus on two tribes. We don't know a whole lot more than that right now. Uh, But head over to IGN. Dot com And you can read all of this article. Highly suggest you do that because there's some really good stuff in there. And uh, learn why, exactly why, making movies for the game's sake is not the best thing to do. Hey, Blizz. Here's an idea for you. Can I take the likeness of my WoW tune in the Nexus and play Heroes of the Storm? I'd pay for that, Freck. Just let me take Root, skin him, throw them into Heroes of the Storm, let me heal, let me DPS, let me tank. I don't care what I'm doing in the game, but let me take my skin of my tune from WoW and what I'm wearing and my T-Mog set. Let me take that into Heroes. Isn't that kind of not the point of the game, though? Have you seen some of the crazy skins you can have in this game? No. Okay, we can have some crazy skins in this game. Okay. Okay, so if I can have crazy skins in the game, why can't I well, have my WoW character skin in the game? Aren't they all, like, heroes, though? You saying I'm not a hero? No. <laughs> read, a, read the WoW books. What are you? I'm a peon. No. I'm you're, a mercenary. <laughs> you're a small group of adventurers. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Root but, does not have his own place in WoW canon. The whole point of the game is to play significant people, right? I don't know. I haven't gotten past the tutorial yet. I just kind of like <laughs> smashed buttons and I was playing as uh, Malfurion, I think. That's what I play as. Yeah. But let me take Root, Skin, and go heal people. It has my name on top of it. It, it says Root right there. It does. It does. So. I just think it'd be a different game. I don't know. 
I might share your opinion after I get more into You will. I will? You will, absolutely. Because okay. you're going to be in there. You're going to be doing your damage. You're going to be doing whatever you're doing in the game, right? And I'll be, be doing like, easy stuff. <laughs> taking Myra out. Go, <laughs> yeah. you know, go support. I'm not digging it. So, but I want to see, you know, here's my thing. It, it's, to me, it could almost fulfill the Emerald Dream. Okay. So when Root, the warlock in the world of Warcraft, is quote unquote resting or asleep okay. or whatever you want to call sure. it wise, right? Then he's in the Emerald Dream and he is providing support to all these other heroes. And oh. I see. I, I don't even care if people see what I look like. As long as I see what I look oh, like. Oh, I gotcha. I okay. Even, if I appear as Mount Fury and everybody else, I could give a hicks less. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Just let me do that. Folks, that's all we got time for today. This has been episode number 219 of Hearth Gas Life Lessons Learned from Raiding. If you'd like to play a round of Hearth Gas Day, we just like Gremlins did tonight, just let us know. We need about 20 minutes of your time between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern on any given Thursday. And now, thanks to Curse, you can win a premium membership for one year. If you win, HearthCast AOE. Remember, you don't have to be exactly right to win, as Root and Gremlins know. Oh, come on. Today. I got the one right. You did get one right. We we're, were four points apart. That's true. And if I hadn't gotten that one for four points... <laughs> there you go. We would have been probably two points apart. <laughs> <laughs> and be sure to stay tuned after the show for another episode of Aspect of the Daddy. This week, it's about Ingress, the game that is all around you. Folks, we want to thank you for listening. It's how this all works, folks. You let uh, you let your friends and families and guild members and raid members know about our show, and everybody wins. It's awesome. It's that communication we just talked about. Let to get some special shout-outs and thank yous to all of our friends and followers on Facebook. And as we close the show, we want to thank all of you for listening. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email to podcast at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. You can like our Facebook page or even send us a voice message on hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. A big thank you to our friends over to OpenRead for everything they do. You can find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root. And Freckleface. For HearthCast.com. everybody, it's Broadway Blues with another episode of Aspect of the Daddy, where I talk about technology, toddlers, and Tylenol. Today I wanted to talk about an Android game called Ingress. I-N-G-R-E-S-S. Ingress is a really cool tool put out by Google. Basically, it's kind of like a scavenger hunt. Um, in each town, uh, there's going to be landmarks, And most often these things are like libraries or uh, police stations, fire stations, kind of uh, 
public buildings and stuff in these towns are going to be listed as portals in the game. And what you do is you go to these portals and you hack them. You can deploy resonators, which will actually take control of the portals. And there's two sides that are at odds with each other, and they're basically trying to control areas of the globe in order to control more people, and which means that they're winning or they're losing. Um, basically, the story of the game is that there are aliens who are making their presence known on Earth, and you can either choose to fight this alien force or befriend the alien force and... Uh, the idea is that the aliens will help humans evolve to the next level. So at the very onset of the game, you go through a brief tutorial, and you get to choose a side. So you're either with the enlightened or the resistance. So basically, putting all that lore and stuff aside, and there's a lot of it, basically what Ingress lets you do is you bring it up on your Android phone or your tablet, it's kind of like Google Maps, except that uh, it's a real minimalistic view. On the display, you can actually see the locations of portals. There's this energy that's kind of uh, that you use for your fuel. It's called XM. Energy is kind of spewed out along around. So if you have um, ingress open while you're just walking around or driving around town, you'll just randomly pick up the XM, which allows you to play. So let's say you go to a post office and you're uh, enlightened like I am. So you go to the post office, the portal's there. Of course, there's nothing actually there, but you're looking at your phone. So you see the portal, no one's controlling it. You push a button on your phone to hack it. Hacking gives you items, and these items are used throughout the game. Um, so you can actually use those items to take control of that portal. What's neat is that there are... So many people playing this game now that when you take control of a portal, uh, there are people who are actually going to try and take that portal away from you. What's really overlooked about this game is the really social aspect of it. There's people working together all across the world, and they do some incredible things with control fields. So basically, when you take control of a portal, it turns into your color, and depending on the strength of that portal, you can actually get three portals. And if there's one at the north side of a town, one on the west side of a town, and another one on the south side of the town, you can actually link all three of those portals up. And if you can imagine a triangle sitting over the top of the town, um, that's called a control field. Basically, all the people that live in that area that's in the control field gets added as a score to your faction. So the larger these control fields are, the more people are being controlled by your faction, which means you're either winning or losing. It's actually a really cool game. Now, on a smaller level as you start out, basically what this is going to do is kind of show you maybe some things about your town that you didn't know. Anyone can submit a portal, but usually they want it to have some kind of historical significance or something like a park or a post office. Uh, let's see, in my small town, we've got quite a few. Got a post office, 
fire station, police station, and there's a historical marker in town. So we've got four right there, and I've gone and made my own little control field out of those. But like I said, the best part about this game is taking your phone and going out with your kids and exploring your city. Uh, maybe you'll find a portal as you're playing the game and you'll walk up and you might discover a park that you didn't know about or a historical marker that uh, provides you some interesting insight about your city or a museum that you've never been to. And, and that's the neat thing about Ingress as an individual is it gets you out into your city and you get to walk around and see these things. You can communicate with other people on your faction um, if you want to build these huge control fields, um, you have to coordinate with people in your city. And then from there, it goes to a regional level. You have to coordinate. There's control fields that literally will span half the United States. It's pretty um, amazing stuff. I know I've been talking a lot about iOS lately. I'm sorry. Uh, but I wanted to throw this in. Again, Android only right now uh, in Seeing how this game is made by Google, uh, I don't see this being ported over to iOS anytime soon. And if you really want to be a conspiracy theorist about it, yeah, Google is collecting information about these places that you're going to, and if that bothers you, maybe you don't want to play the game. But it's fine. It gets me walking. I get to walk around with my son. He has a great time pushing the buttons. It's interactive. It looks like something out of space. So lots of fun. Get some exercise. Go out and meet some people. Ingress. Thanks for listening. You can reach me on the web at aspectofthedaddy.com. Shoot me an email, john at aspectofthedaddy.com. Or hit me up on Twitter, at Broadway Blues. I'll be back next week with another fun game for you. Peace.